0: Thanks everyone. Hey Rachel, good to see you. Any questions or comments? I hope you were able to connect with some gentleness. It's so important. Okay, I'm going to assume that you all had a lovely, gentle, kind practice. Cool. I think, I think it's really helpful. It's really important to cultivate that. And I know I talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's really important to cultivate the experience of gentleness, the experience of kindness, compassion, because um, we get used to it. Not that that's a bad thing. It's not that we're complacent or acquiescent. It's that we have that ability to connect with the, the, um, those beautiful qualities that are there. When we're, when we're present, that they're natural things that arise when we are present. So <clears throat> that's what I wanted to, that's why I think it's important to do that. and I think it's really helpful, especially in, in the world we're in right now, I don't have a a formal Dharma talk, but I wanted to talk about a few things. I've been reflecting on this, and um, it's rough right now. I mean, I don't know how many talks I've started in the last couple of years with. It's really challenging right now, because it's been really challenging right now for a really long time. Not that we don't have ups and downs in our lives, and all of us go through things... um, coming and going but it seems like there's been uh, an onslaught not just uh, I mean in in the world around us there's been an onslaught who knows what's going on in our personal lives there's that on top of on top of the the daily experience of the the 21st century 2022 2020 2021 2022 um well actually it goes back to 2016 (laughs) Uh, and then that's just the current iteration i mean for some people um it's been going on for hundreds of years if you're black or a person of color or immigrant or uh, a woman um you know there's there's this shit that's been going on for a very long time so um how uh but it seems to be up right now i mean the, the the agitation is a lot more i mean it's all the wars that are happening, all the greed, hatred, and delusion, that is just running rampant. Um, I think what is important is to really watch the reactivity that can arise um, this week with the leak from the, the Supreme Court and the, and the, the uh, rollback of Roe v. Wade. And, then, and that's, that's just one thing, but then if you listen or read all the other ramifications and all the other things, it's just extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. So it seems like, you know, one more onslaught. Um, and there's such a tendency to react. At least I have a tendency to react. And I know I'm not the only person that has a tendency to react. There's anger, there's despair, there's, there's sadness, there's, there's checking out, there's, there's disconnection, dissociation, there's every, every, every reaction in the book um and so there's this reactivity and then the impact the reactivity has on us there's these multiple experiences there's the experience of the situation and then our reaction to it and then the impact that our reaction has on it because if you're running around angry all the time that's not helpful that's not beneficial and If you kind of tend to check out and I think I'm going to eat a bunch of chocolate almond croissants or and wash it down with a pint of vodka, that has an impact too. Um, That's a way to check out. Um, So really have to watch that. And that is why I think mindfulness, this practice is so beneficial, especially the practice we did this evening of connecting with the experience of kindness, connecting with the experience of compassion, connecting with the experience of joy or ease or tranquility. Know what that's like. It's so extremely important. We're so used to dealing with suffering and discomfort and dissatisfaction. That's where our, our, our lens is often pointed. But to shift that instead and to be with the oh, wait a second, let me, let me connect to some ease. Let me connect to some gentleness. Um, and so it's really important to pay attention to the reactivity. You know, take a moment to turn the lens internally. The Buddha talked about internal experience and external experience. So we have the external right now. A lot of us are pointed externally, but we have to point internally what are we doing what's the impact how are we taking care of ourselves it's so important I have a lot going on in my personal life as well my husband's having some health stuff going on so we're walking through that and that has an impact I have a huge project that's due next month that I'm (laughs) that I'm of course behind on (laughs) so that's like ah that's that's the waking at four o'clock in the morning. Um, although I now I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I used to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and have all the stories in my head. Ah now I just wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go, Okay. Okay, I'm awake. <laughs> so there's there's that, but watching that impacted impacted the reactivity the impact okay so how am I going to take care of myself I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to oh yeah I remember when this happens try to move into those hard practices try to move into that kindness try to move into that compassion really making the effort to let go of this story because the story will grind you down and eat you up and spit you out that's that's what is um keeps us locked in samsara this rebirth this birth and death and rebirth of this struggle that we're in fighting um you know swimming upstream i'm not a salmon i don't do it very well um so i need to really be aware and pay attention to that and um um so yeah how are you taking care of yourself there's a there's a woman i don't remember her name um but she has a book out. Anyway, I follow her on Instagram. It's uh called the her Instagram account is The Nap Ministry. I don't know if you've heard of her. But she talks a lot about you have to rest and this grind culture that we're in and this always going and always doing. It's part of white supremacy and capitalism and the colonial mindset. Produce, productive. You know, we're cogs in the wheel and we have to produce and, you know, we're measured by our productivity. We're numbers on a piece of paper or digitally. We're digital numbers. Um, and even if we don't do that there's a culture that kind of points towards that so we can really get caught up in i gotta do i know for me i was um i uh i'm pretty healthy so i don't get sick a lot so when i do get sick i would be so annoyed with myself that i'm you know i wouldn't allow myself to be ill i wouldn't allow myself to be a human being I remember going to work a couple of times when I should not have gone to work. Um, It's like, I had a, I had a tooth. No, I had gum surgery once. I remember in the morning and I went back to work in the afternoon. And I'm like, I was like a couple hours after the anesthetic wore off. I go, what am I doing here? I eventually left, but, but I won't, you know, we don't give ourselves the benefit of a. A, a break, and I was thinking about um, other cultures are not always like are not necessarily like that. I when I went on excavations, we went to Syria, and Syria is a lot. I think it's got a Mediterranean type of culture in that they get up and start work early in the morning, and then around noon or one o'clock, everything comes closes down for the afternoon siesta so to speak the afternoon break and then gears back up around four or five in the afternoon and goes later so there's this built-in ease at the middle of the day when it's really it's a hot it gets really hot there so it makes no sense and I remember being in Mexico number of years ago visiting with some friends uh, who lived in Guadalajara. I, uh, and that was same thing. Everything closed down noon, one o'clock and opens up. So if you travel in these Mediterranean countries, it's very much like that. And there's an ease. Even if I didn't sleep during the day, it was like, oh, don't, don't have to do anything. I'm just going to lay in my bed and read a magazine and doze or whatever. Um, we have to learn to take care of ourselves. We have to do that. Um, including what was i thinking um so the nap ministry really important to constantly step out step away and watch how hard it is to do you know watch how hard that is to disengage but we have to do that and we have to um you know the fifth precept I talked about the precepts uh, a while ago and the fifth precept of watching our consumption and Thich Nhat Hanh talks about watching what we read and what we listen to and you don't have to listen to the news my husband has I'm in another room and he's over there somewhere but he had he listens to MSNBC a lot and it's like I hear it in the background and it's the same stuff all they say the same thing over and over and over again and you're just and it's like you walk through and it says breaking news. And I'm like, that happened three days ago. That's not breaking news anymore. <laughs> it's like, stop it. So watch what you're ingesting because it's so easy to go into that hole. Um, so just take care of yourself. And um, another piece of what, what came up for me this, this afternoon as I was reflecting on what I wanted to talk about is tomorrow is Mother's Day. And that can be really fraught as well um some of us have wonderful relationships with our their moms others don't know who our moms were others of us don't have good relationships or any relationships. my mom my mom it was me and her growing up when i was from the age of five it was just the two of us and she was mentally ill which i didn't really i didn't know till years later so i don't have a relationship she died 30-something, more, 40, close to 40 years ago, but um, we never had a relationship. We never had a relationship that you would call any, that I can point to and go, that's my mom. Um, So this holiday is like, okay. So we have to watch again how society tells us we should behave, we should feel, We should purchase the appropriate gift. That's another one of those commercial consumerist things that um, we don't have to buy into. We have to really pay attention to what we think is correct. And instead, come into awareness of what our experience is. What is the experience right now for you around what's happening in the world, perhaps around Mother's Day? Perhaps around that again. That can be like a lot of these holidays that we have um, imprinted with importance. It's 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 very personal. It's very personal. Perhaps you have a chosen family that's not blood relation, you know. And and what that did for, for me is reminded me of taking refuge in the sangha, that community of people on the path, whatever path. There's the sangha of. Practice of us sitting together this evening, um, talking about this, reflecting on this, but there we have other communities that we connect with. Sangha simply means community. Originally, it meant the monastic community that the Buddha established back uh, in his time and that has continued down through the centuries, but it's also kind of morphed into this community of us sitting here today together even if we're not in a room together, but we're together connecting around this, or um, if you're in a room together, or people who are joined together in um, a common bond, a caring bond, a wise and skillful bond. You know, I wouldn't call people, I'm sitting at a blackjack table, a a sangha, um, because we're not. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about, that those folks that you feel safe with feel connected with so feel supported by who are walking through this world with integrity whether they're practitioners or not practitioners um, people you can trust and who can offer you uh support when you need support so having this place of sangha having this place of refuge is so important Whether the world is on fire like it is right now or whether it doesn't seem to be on fire because it's always on fire. It's just sometimes it's more apparent than other times. And so I think right now I want to offer you the invitation to reflect on how you are taking care of yourselves. In fact, I was in a board meeting Tuesday night, I think it was, or last week, and we do a little breakout um, breakout groups in the beginning and have a little question where we talk to each other, and that was the question: was how are you taking care of yourself right now? Because it's a social justice organization, and there's a lot of ah right now. So anyway, my friends, um, I would love to hear how you are doing right now, um, because it's important to and how you're taking care of yourself. I'll just share that I'm aware that there's a lot going on and I'm really letting go of a lot of demands on myself that I'm used to doing. I'm I'm a runner and a doer. And even with this project that's due in a month and a half, I may not, it's a grant, so I have to finish it, but it may not, you know, I'm trying not to get caught up in the what ifs. I'm just like, you know, we'll take it one day at a time, one project at a time. I wipe everything else off my calendar and just focus on this and that's all, and that's all I can do, and if I don't get it all done, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person, which is where my head would go, so anyway, that's how I'm taking care of myself, and I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, so much for your attention, my friends, thanks for being here.